What makes MSPs different from internal IT departments? That's our question on today's MSP Zone. You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. Welcome to the MSP Zone, where we tackle questions, concepts, challenges, opportunities, and more related to the global managed services profession. And today we're addressing a question which, you know, doesn't get as asked as much as I think it it, maybe it ought to, or I'm surprised why it doesn't get talked about more um, by by end users, right? Or by people who are looking to outsource to an MSP and maybe it doesn't come up, maybe they already know what the difference is, but it, you know, there hasn't been a lot said, at least that I've seen, about the distinctions between the MSP and the internal IT department. Now, if you go back 20 years, you'll see a lot of literature, predominantly um, anti-offshoring sentiment style literature from uh, newspaper articles, online articles, things like that, that talked about um, a, you know, uh, a, a previous concern that did exist in certain countries, uh, including the United States, about offshoring. And this is where it got really tricky because it interchanged outsourcing with offshoring, which are two very different concepts. They do share some similarities, but they are very different um, inherently. Um, in those early days of managed services, there was a lot of confusion about does managed services mean offshoring? Are they the same thing? And obviously, they are, they are not the same thing. They are not synonymous concepts. Um, you can outsource and offshore, um, but you can out also outsource and not offshore. In fact, there's if you take a look at most of the managed services globally, most of those outsourcing relationships do not involve offshoring. Right? It does not involve outsourcing whatever that IT function is to a company that is outside of that that country, that region, that town, or, or, or continent in many cases. Um, but nevertheless, back to the question, why is there a managed services profession at all? Well, the answer to that question is because there is there is a big distinction between the internal IT department and what an MSP can do. And it involves technical, it involves process, it involves financial, it involves uh, security. There's a wide variety of characteristics and attributes that associate themselves with a managed service provider business model that that really do not show up in your garden variety average internal IT department. Now, as with many things on the MSP zone, we have to make some uh, caveats here, some some exceptions to the rule because, you know, there, there's not a not a blanket statement of truth here. Um, there are exceptions obviously. And 
But what I am talking about are the, the vast majority of internal IT departments here, right? I'm not talking about predominantly larger, very large Fortune 100 enterprise grade, government grade internal IT departments, which operate with very different motives, have very different um, sets of resources that are somewhat different. Um, that is not to say that enterprise IT and government don't outsource. They frequently do. They just outsource in, in a different way. Um, but nevertheless, what I'm going to talk about in general is, is largely true for the vast majority of especially small and mid-sized internal IT departments. And that's the context that I'd like you to keep in mind as we, as we go through this, this, um, this episode. Um, there is a difference between the MSP and the internal IT department. And it is not an antagonistic relationship, at least it shouldn't be, because for the scenarios where there is an internal IT person or a department, uh, in my experience, once you get beyond the initial, you're not my enemy, you know, I can actually use you, uh, the internal IT department uh, should be you know, the best friend and vice versa with the MSP, right? The, those two departments should work very closely together. They should rely on one another. And that's ideally, if you talk to most MSPs and internal IT departments who have a, a, a relationship with an MSP, they'll tell you that. They have a very deep reliance and level of trust and working relationship with their MSP. And, and the MSP would probably say the same thing. And, um, but it doesn't mean that there aren't significant differences, and that's what we want to talk about. So what does make that difference? What, what makes the internal IT department or the MSP substantially different, right? They're, they're both in IT, check. Um, they both use, you know, sometimes similar tools, sometimes, not always. Um, they all have um, generally aligned goals, most of the time, not always. Um, but there are some very unique things that the MSPs have that you just rarely see in an internal IT department. First one, the MSPs have a set of tools that they use that are just a little bit more unique to the managed services profession. And it goes back all the way to the early 2000s when you had a set of enterprise-grade tools that existed almost exclusively in the enterprise realm, meaning they were, they were so expensive to buy, they were so expensive to use. The people that you needed to, to engineer them, to set them up, configure them, and to operate them were so expensive that it became cost prohibitive for any other organization other than a serious-minded enterprise to actually go out and buy these things. And these tools, by the way, were not, for the most part, multi-tenant ready. They were not. They were designed for enterprise use, which meant that they were designed only for that company that purchased it and only for those users which is very different if you're in the MSP profession, you know this, it's very different than the multi-tenancy model of an MSP tool that is 
capable of servicing and looking at many multi-tenant companies, right? Companies, different companies, non-associated companies, and the one MSP using that tool to do um, very efficient things to help secure, monitor, and manage the IT uh, assets uh, belonging to those different companies. And those tools previously had been out of the reach, out of the financial and uh, otherwise all other reaches of the internal IT department. But in early 2000, it began to change because you started to see companies, uh, companies like uh, Enable that just went public uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, companies like um, Datto, uh, companies like ConnectWise, companies like Kaseya, um, all, all of whom are fairly well known you know, to, to most of you out there. Uh, and those tools and tools like them began to emerge and began to break the barrier of you no longer have to buy an enterprise-grade tool. You now have a small business and mid-sized business-ready tool that doesn't cost like what the enterprise tools are. And in the hands of an MSP, because that's chiefly who they were being sold to, the MSP could do a lot of really good work with those tools. And, and furthermore, in the hands of a managed service provider, the customer didn't even have to license the tool. They could inherit the benefit of that management tool through the relationship that they had with their MSP. Right? Makes sense? So, so those are some very immediate distinctions between why early stage and even modern day managed services makes a lot of sense is because the economics are there that allow a lot of different tools to be accessible to downstream customers in internal IT departments specifically without having to go through the capital expense of buying them or, or licensing them in a SaaS model. Same, same difference. The, the second area involves just the diversity of users, networks, systems, threats that the MSP sees on a daily basis makes them more aware of what is happening out there. It does not mean that the internal IT department uh, director or employee is somehow less intelligent. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying that the MSP director, owner, employee does have, just by nature of what they do, a lot more exposure to things, information, activities, events, threats, all of that, that are really different than the internal IT department. Now, I know that there are communities of internal IT departments, right? You have banking IT associations or groups that get together. You have healthcare IT that get together. You have supply chain IT that gets together. You have, um, you know, legal IT gets together. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of internal IT communities out there, but that is even that isn't quite the same as the experience and exposure and and the position that the average MSP has with 
an average install client base of, let's say, 100 to 150 or so customers, they're seeing a lot more than your average internal IT department personnel. And that exposure gives them some, if not wisdom, then it certainly gives them information that, that is really rare and, and, and unique. And, and it makes them, if they, if they allow it to happen, it makes the MSP a lot more capable of defending themselves and their customers against these threats, changes, challenges that, uh, that they see. The, the diversity of the MSP, you know, ex- extends also to the the scale uh, of of and the pace of change. I guess I would say not the scale, but the pace of change. Um, the the MSP sees things in one customer, and the ninety nine other customers can benefit from that wisdom. Right that. That does not happen in the same way or in the same speed with an internal IT department. Yes, internal IT departments talk amongst themselves to some degree, to some degree, um, but it's it's not anywhere as natural or fluid as the MSP who just absorbs this information, sees it just by being showing up for work. They see it. They get exposed to it. Um. And those, and those types of experiences do make a tremendous difference. The, the other thing, the third thing I would say that really makes the MSP fundamentally different from the internal IT department, most of them, is process. And that is not to say that internal IT departments don't have IT processes that they follow or business or security processes they follow. But it it's it's very likely that internal IT departments are more it's 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 a higher likelihood that the internal IT department is going to be more of a break fix model than they would be an MSP model. Does that make sense? The internal IT department it looks more similar to a break fix reactive IT shop than they do an MSP. Why, why is that? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. The internal IT department has the same pressures and same politics as any other organization. And for the internal IT department that has no real process or maybe you know, not, not the best process, maybe they have some process, but they don't have a lot of repeatable, you know, scalable services they deliver to their customers, meaning their end users. Um, there's a lot of change that happens inside their internal IT department that they have to keep up with. Um, it, it happens a lot that I see that they're, they're reacting to a lot of this change. Now, if you look at some of the big banks, if you look at some of the big hospitals, big, again, Fortune 500, Fortune 100, certainly, they're going to have really top-notch process. They're going to have good tools. They're going to have good policies, procedures, and good people with good experience. But for everybody else, I don't think that that's true at all. I, I think that that one or several of those things that you see in the Fortune 100 or 500 are going to be missing. 
like completely missing from that internal company. And that internal IT department who doesn't have the right tools, they don't have the, the sufficient experience to even run that tool if they, if they even had it. And they don't have enough people to run the process that they need in order to become as secure and competent and, and have the uptime that they need. They, they just don't have it. Now, I have seen some internal IT departments. I have seen internal IT departments that were so good, um, they actually became MSPs. Yeah, uh, I mean that 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 is if if you want to look at it as the graduation of an internal IT department, it is to become an MSP. And I've seen some internal IT departments for some fairly big companies who said, "We do this so well, we're going to step out of the company and we're going to start becoming an MSP to this company and to all other similar companies." I saw one. I'm not going to name the name, but they they, they did it for. Um, um, uh, kind of uh, farm equipment. Um, I saw one that did it for hedge funds, right? An internal hedge fund IT department spun out of their their hedge fund company and said, we're going to apply our managed services now to all hedge funds, or to only hedge funds, I should say. And I've seen it with banks. I've seen it with uh, pharmaceutical. I, it happens a lot, but I should, I, let me, it, it happens in different industries, it doesn't happen a lot. The frequency isn't spectacular. But when it does happen, and it does happen in different industries, so it's it's diverse is what I was meaning to say, you will see that internal IT department eventually reach the point where they say the next level of efficiency is to become an MSP. And that's why I say what I said before, which is that the vast majority of internal IT departments are tending to lean more towards the reactive, less on the proactive side. And that's, uh, you don't blame me. Well, look at the spending in managed services. Look at the prevalence of managed service providers throughout the world. That's why MSPs exist is because the internal IT department does not have that, that same efficiency, that same scalability, the same security, the same access to people, the same access to knowledge, the same access to process, or the same access to tools. They just don't. Those are the things that maybe you as MSPs take for granted, and maybe some of you IT departments do as well, but don't take them for granted because those are the things that make you unique. They make you special. They make you capable of doing the things that you do every day for your customers. If those things did not exist, number one, managed service providers wouldn't be nearly as popular as they are. And number two, you would have internal IT departments saying, well, who needs an MSP? I can do all those same things myself. And we know that's not true. So next time you, you take a meeting, maybe with an internal IT department. If you are an internal IT department and, you're, and, you're, and your, your boss or sets you up with a meeting with an MSP and you're saying, wow, you know, why should I listen to you? Why should I talk to you? We, we compete. You want to put me out of business? No. 
Managed services does not mean replacing the internal IT department. Keep in mind, for most really small businesses, there is no IT department. The MSP is it. But for companies that do have an internal IT department and they look at a managed services relationship, in my experience, it's, it's, it's rarely to displace the internal team. It's to supplement, to augment them, to add to the things that they don't want to do, shouldn't do, can't do. Again, going back to those real fundamental differences between what the internal IT department should be doing, what they can do, and what the MSP can do. It's a very natural, very symbiotic relationship, but it is based absolutely on fundamental differences between how both organizations operate and and how they get along and coexist. I thought it was an interesting question. Um, and again, something that I just don't see discussed a lot. So I uh, hope this helps you in your day-to-day uh, practice. If you have any questions, drop us a line. Hope you enjoyed today's program. If you would like to have one of your questions, uh, one of your um, you have an insight, you have a comment on something that you see out there in the marketplace, something you've heard here on the on the program, send us a, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you guys always. Uh, email is mspzone at mspalliance.com. Until next time, Charles Weaver with the MSP Zone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.